the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure and a privilege. Today is Thursday, July the 30th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on July 30, 1945, the heavy cruiser USS Indianapolis, having just delivered components of the atomic bomb to Tinian in the Mariana Islands, was torpedoed by the Japanese by a Japanese submarine. 317 men out of nearly 2,000 survived. Most were lost. Today in 1619, the first representative assembly in America convened in Jamestown in the Virginia colony. Today in 1908, the first round-the-world round the world automobile race. No, they didn't drive across the ocean, I'm sure. Put it on a boat, I suppose. Anyway, the first round the 1908 first round the world automobile race began in in New York in February. It ended in Paris with the drivers of the American car. The American car was a Thomas Flyer. They were declared the winners over teams from Germany and Italy. That must have been a big deal because Germany and Italy make some pretty good cars. Today, in 1956, President Dwight D. Eisenhower he signed a measure making. In God We Trust, the national motto, replacing E Pluribus Unum, out of many, one. Today, in 1965, President Lyndon B. Johnson signed a measure creating Medicare, which began operating the following year, in 1966. Today, in 1975, former Teamsters Union President Jimmy Hoffa, he disappeared in suburban Detroit. He is presumed dead, but they have never found his remains, and they have never solved who did it. Today, 1980, whatever was done. Today, 1980, Israel's Knesset, that's like our Congress, they passed a law reaffirming all of Jerusalem as the capital of the Jewish state. And one year ago today, at a debate in Detroit, the Medicare for All proposal was being discussed, and some of the Democrats, the progressive Democrats, the candidates, came under fire from some of the others, one of whom was Joe Biden. They said, you can't give Medicare for all. That's a wish list economy, and it won't work. And it will hurt the party's chances for winning the White House in 2020. Interestingly enough, Joe Biden has morphed. He's now going along with it. And he knows it's not a good idea because he said so one year ago today. And a couple of others agreed with him, but they're not in the race. He is, apparently. He knows that it won't work. But they're out there telling people today, Joe Biden, sure, we'll take care of you. Everybody has a right under the Constitution to have health care. And one year ago today, President Donald Trump marked the 400th anniversary of American democracy at an event in Jamestown, Virginia. 400th anniversary of democracy. Democracy is 
under attack as never before since our founding fathers created this great nation. We'll talk about that. But this morning, Herman Cain. Do you remember Herman Cain, a black man? I really liked him. He was very affable. He was kind of funny, but very intelligent, very smart, and very successful in business. He ran for president. He was a Republican presidential candidate. He ended up supporting President Trump, strongly supporting him. But he was just affable, I guess, would be the way. He just likable. I, I liked him a lot, and a lot of people in America did. He ran fairly strong uh, until he dropped out uh, due to some personal issues, not health, but something. I can't remember the detail, but I think it, it had to do with his personal life. He died this morning, 74 years old. He'd been hospitalized. He got the coronavirus. July 1, he went to an Atlanta hospital. This morning, he passed away, 74 years old. Life is so tentative, isn't it? The Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me in this, Will I be confident? What will I be confident in? In the Lord. He's my light and my salvation. If I have light in my life and before me, and if I have eternal salvation, what do I really have to fear? That's what the psalmist is actually saying to us today. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6 says, So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man or human circumstances, I think that could mean, shall do to me. The point is, there's a lot to worry about today, but don't be overcome by worry and anxiety. Many are in America today. It's spiking. People are buying more prescriptions and taking more pills than in a long time, maybe ever, in America. There's a lot of things to be overwhelmed with today, but there is a God in heaven. He is in control of all things. And if you have a personal relationship with him, he loves you, and he's looking over your life. He loves you if you don't have, but he's particularly paying attention to you if you have a personal relationship with him. Just take a deep breath, and everything's going to be okay. But we're going through some very rough waters in America right now. President Trump said something this morning that I, I, don't, I don't know why he did this. Honestly, I support him, as you well know. I mean, would I support Hillary Clinton in 2016? I don't think so. I could not do that, honestly, before God. Nor could I support Biden before God. I don't care how religious he says he is. He isn't. The Catholic Church came out the other day with a statement. They said, no, he's not really a very good Catholic, although he says he's a very devout Catholic. He's not. And he isn't. It's not a matter of judging. It's just a matter of having, you know, half common sense. He says he's a devout Catholic and is expanding abortion all over the place. He'll expand it all over the world should he become president of the United States. That's not a devout Catholic. 
according to the Catholic Church. According to progressives, it's whatever you believe is truth. And I guess he's fallen into that that lane as well. I support Trump for all the reasons. But boy, I don't know if he should have said this this morning or not. Maybe. I, I mean, he he does things sometimes to put his adversaries, and there are many, off balance. But this morning, President Trump predicted that the 2020 election would be the most inaccurate and fraudulent in history. Well, that's, I think that's true, and I think many do as well. But then he suggested maybe we should delay the election as Democrats are continuing to promote the vote by mail, and George Soros has put tens of millions of dollars into the campaign to vote by mail. They want to vote by mail, and there's a reason for that, and it's not to help the people. He said on Twitter, the president said, delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote, and then question mark, three question marks. He's not saying we should. He's just asking the question. I don't know if he's just trying to uncork the left again and have manipulate what they say all day. He does that sometimes. They'll be talking about this all day long. You'll hear this. You'll hear it on the news tonight if you watch television news. The president repeated mail-in voting was proving to be a catastrophic disaster. The media, every time he says that, the media says, no, there's no, there's no um, factual evidence, I think is the word they usually use, that there's any fraud in mail-in voting. Well, that is, that's, that's a lie. I don't know if it's catastrophic, but there's a lot of it, and there's more turning up all the time. So you say, well, man, I'm not going to mail in my vote. Yes, you are. You've got to, because I believe Christians have a responsibility to do so, but we also have a responsibility to be informed. Trump said with universal mail-in voting, not absentee voting, he thinks absentee voting is good because there are people who need that. He's used it himself. I know Marjorie and I have. That's a good thing. But we're talking about universal mail-in voting. He said 2020 would be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It would be a great embarrassment to the United States. He suggested that mail-in voting would open up the 2020 election to foreign influence. He said the Dems talk of foreign influence in voting, but they know that mail-in voting is an easy way for foreign countries to enter the race. Ultimately, Trump said, mail-in voting, this was this morning, he said ultimately mail-in voting was untrustworthy, and he shared a news clip featuring a local news investigation in Philadelphia. I remember that. In fact, I mentioned it on this program. He also said, he said, even beyond that, there's no accurate count, and, and there really isn't. And he points out that New York's error-ridden experiment in mail-in voting, which was just a few days ago, was a disaster, and it was. Now they're saying in New York that many ballots are missing. It's a total mess. I hate to tell you this because I don't want to discourage you from putting your ballot in the mail and or whatever you, you're going to do if it's a mail-in vote. you got to do it. We've got to vote. And we're going to be talking more about our responsibility as Christians in the coming days. But anyway, <laughs> Trump has shaken up the, the news people today. The, the progressives are having the jitters again, and they'll be all over the press. The news, of course, is always compliant to the left, not the right, not the conservatives. So that's what's going on as we speak on your television. So you don't even have to turn it on. That's what you're going to see on the news. Well, yesterday there was a there was a hearing in um, 
in Washington, D.C., about big tech. And the underlying, kind of the subtitle of that thing, it was a big deal. The press had really hyped it because they were all in on it. But that's kind of the subtext to all of it was that big techs are out to get conservatives. And I got to tell you, that's a fact. And the reason I want to talk to you for a few moments about that today is because there is so much in the, and it's just so inclusive. It's like, like the air we breathe around us that you can't get away from. I'm, well, I mean, you can. You can go into the mountains and live in a cave with no power off the grid. And there are some who do that. I don't think that's God's will for us. I don't know how we become salt and light in a world that's terribly needy of salt and light. If we're living isolated from every human being in a cave somewhere on the North Idaho or wherever. I mean, I don't know how we carry out that very strong command of the Lord to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, be light and salt in the world in which we live. I'm not sure we can do that if we're locked up in a cave somewhere in a remote area. But short of that, you just can't get away from that. News is everywhere. I mean, and it's not news. It's really just indoctrination. They report what happened during the day, but what they do is they report it in a way that every time leads the casual listener, the uninformed listener, and most are uninformed. It leads them to a conclusion. It's not just telling you what happened. It's telling you why it happened, and here's what you should think about what happened. Every single news story is predicated on that. If you've listened to this program for a long time, and this isn't about me, it's about God, and it's about truth, and it's about you. But I spent a lot of time in a CBS newsroom. I wasn't doing the news. I was doing a daily television program for 12 years, but it was produced by a CBS affiliate, the only one in history, the Christian Christian program. I don't know why I was the one, but I, I was. But I did that, and I, I was just in there with the new for 12 years, every day. We did a, a morning show, and it was about Christian values. And it was very popular. It got high ratings. People want to hear this stuff. But I was in the newsroom, and I heard what these guys were talking about, and I'm not criticizing them because several of them we were able to lead to the Lord, two or three of them, not a lot, but two or three over the years. But the conversation was alarming, and that was a long time ago. It's much worse now. But the conversation around news stories was just, I'm not going to get into that today, but I, I, I will tell you, it was like, what? You know, everything is structured around an end effect. And that's what the news is about. So if you think otherwise, you're just, you're not thinking properly. So with that in mind, when we look at the Internet and we look at all of this, it's just everywhere around us. So what they're doing is not only fiddling with the content of the news, but they're fiddling the people that own the big platforms, Google, Facebook, those guys. What they're doing is fiddling with what information you can access on the Internet. And that's what this really was about yesterday. And these guys all show up. And 
The Facebook CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, Apple CEO, Tim Cook, this Sundar Pichai, the CEO of Google, they were all explaining that, no, 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 they were telling Congress yesterday, or this committee, not all, all of Congress, but they were saying, no, 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 we're not violating any antitrust laws. We're not manipulating information that's given to the American public. We're just here to serve. We're just a platform. We don't create content. Well, that's because they don't create content, quote, unquote, smile. Because of that, they have certain um, certain kind of special, um, I don't know, special accommodations, I guess you would call them, because, they, for example, they can't be sued for content on their on their platform reason being theoretically that they're not creating content but they don't have to create content and they are they're smart people they've created these companies or they have been a part of the creation of the companies like zuckerberg i mean he started facebook from his dorm room at harvard and all of this but they are smart people technically and they have figured out how to manipulate without creating content necessarily to create the content that's on their platform to influence you, to bring you to a mental or a thought end. In other words, they want you to end up thinking something about, they don't care that Donald Trump suggested that we delay, that maybe we should think about, he didn't say we should, maybe we should delay the, the election so we can get through this coronavirus and everybody can go to the poll and vote like we used to because that's safer. And it probably is. In fact, I I know that it is because I've done some research. But anyway, they will take that. And what they will want to do is they will make that story. They They will cast that story. The news people on television will cast that story as, well, Trump's behind in the polls. So now he's trying to do away with the election just like Hitler did or whatever. I mean, that'll be the nuance or the message of the news. But when you go to social media, they're under a, a different uh, requirement or the, a lack of requirement than like broadcasts, like radio and television. And so these guys, these guys, they don't have to manipulate you through the content. They just decide what you should see and when you should see it. And they write these algorithms that control all of this. So that's what's that's the backstory on what was going on yesterday. So these guys show up and they say, no, 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 we're no, we're not trying to manipulate information that's given to the American public. My goodness. Mark Zuckerberg says we're an all American company. He said that <laughs> he said we, we love America. I don't think so. But anyway, I don't know what he feels about America. I know what he's doing, though. But you should know that everything you see on the Internet is to some degree, and more and more of it is to a great degree, being controlled and manipulated. CEOs, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Google, they're running the world. They really are. They're kind of the masters of the universe in that respect. The much-hyped hearing took place. CEO Mark Zuckerberg told the committee that Facebook is based on American values, Well, it isn't actually because he actually stole the idea from some of his classmates at Harvard. They hired him to do some work for him. A couple of guys from a very wealthy family, brothers, that were going to school there, they had the idea. They actually, they didn't quite have the tech knowledge, so they they knew Mark, who was also a student there, so they hired him. It's a factual story. They hired him 
to do some work for them. He saw the idea and thought, hey, I can do this. I don't need them. So he kept working for them, and they kept paying him. And finally they said, well, why aren't you making any progress? Well, he was making progress, but he was making it outside the sphere of his relationship with them. And then all of a sudden he just cut them out, and he said, I I don't need you anymore. And boom, Facebook was born. Honest. That's the way it happened. Some years later, there was a trial. They sued him, and they got, I don't know, $200 million or whatever, but Mark Zuckerberg's worth, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 billion, whatever it is. So that's the way that that whole industry works. And so to think that they would manipulate the public uh, is not not a big jump, a leap of faith, because that's what this is about. It's not about American values, although he said that with a smirk on his face yesterday. I don't think anybody in Congress believes it. I hope not. Or the people in the committee, I hope they didn't believe it. But he said, we believe in values, democracy, competition, inclusion, and free expression. I'm quoting him. Sure he does. Google, who reached a $170 million settlement with the Federal Trade Commission last year after an investigation into allegations that YouTube, which they own, so by Google, had violated federal data privacy laws with children. They told the committee how seriously they take the area of children because as the Google CEO, Sundar Pichai, Pichai, he said, I'm a father too. And he said, we're not ISIS. Uh, it's disgust. If you know a little bit about what these guys are up to, it's really disgusting to hear them talk because... They presume that the American people, even our elected officials, and may, you know, I don't know, but they assume we don't, we're totally uninformed, that we'll just believe whatever they say. I mean, sure, Sundar is a parent. He has children. But they were still harvesting information on kids and marketing directly to kids, including, including stuff from human rights, which is the largest gay organization in the world, advocacy in the United States. All this stuff was going on, but they were mostly selling just gizmos, toys and and cereal and stuff like that to these kids. But they had the profile on these kids, and they got caught at it. So they paid $170 million. Now they're standing up before our elected officials and saying, hey, um, I'm a father, too. I'm a parent, and I believe in American values, and on and on and on. It just... It's so, you know, you think, man, I'll never turn on my TV again or turn on my computer. Unfortunately, we've, we find ourselves immersed in the Internet. I, I know some of you who listen to this program are not on the Internet. You let me know because you can't read or go to the articles that I write every morning. I refer to often because they're connected in, to uh, some of what I say on this program, not all. But yesterday it was interesting. Google said we're trying to figure out how to respond to this problem that we had with children being the ultimate goal of globalism. They were talking about what they said back in 2016. In 2016, following the election of Trump, and this is what drives Trump to say some of the things he says. Following the election of Trump, there was a video that came out. They didn't intend for it to. It was of a meeting inside of Google, and the Google vice president for global affairs, his name is Kent Walker, he was assuring the company executives that despite Trump's election, he said, quote, and I'm quoting him, history was on their side. 
on Google's side, on the progressive side. But they must work. He said, we must work to ensure that populism and nationalism around the world is nothing more than a blip and a hiccup in our march towards progress. Now, the march towards progress has to do with Marx, who, who didn't say that. One of his followers actually said it. But people often quote Karl Marx as saying the long march through the Western institutions. But he didn't actually say that. One of his followers did. But it's certainly the intent of progressivism and cultural Marxism that we see today, the long march through the institutions. They said that's the only way to convert the world, particularly the West, away from capitalism and the freedom that we have known to more socialism and cultural Marxism. And that's what's been happening certainly since the 1960s here in America. So that was the backdrop of what was taking place in Congress yesterday. Breitbart News became kind of the central theme because they are one of the largest um, independent and conservative news sources in the world today. And they, they have been manipulated by Google and people searching for information. And I did write an article on this today, and I would encourage you to read it because there are a lot of facts there, and I don't have time to go through all the facts. But there's a lot of facts there, and it's a fact that they have been manipulated from 99% of the, of the information searches that go through Google, and almost all do worldwide. Google has technically reduced those searches to where people looking for stuff, unless they know the exact title, they won't find it if it's conservative. And that case is made factually and with charts. And it's stunning and it's alarming to know that America is being manipulated, and the world, but we're talking about America, is being manipulated in the way that it is. Dr. Robert Epstein is a psychologist. He's a former Hillary Clinton supporter, and he's been studying this for a long time, and he says what you're hearing is true. He's a a doctor. He's a psychologist. But he said Fox News websites, large and small, he said, or four news web, Google, in combination with its YouTube offshoot, typically drives 30 to 50% of the traffic in those sites. And he said they're all, all, all manipulated. And he's been studying this. This has been his study for the last number of years. So I included some of the comments from him. And I would just encourage you to read this. It'll better inform you. I don't want to alarm anybody, but all I'm saying is just be careful. Little ears, what you hear. (laughs) Careful little eyes, what you see. Remember that little tune from Sunday school? Just be careful because this is not what it appears to be. And the big tech guys are not trying to help you. Jim Jordan just blew up yesterday. He was on the committee. He's a very conservative uh, Republican from Ohio. He said, I'll just cut to the chase. Big tech's out to get conservatives. That's not a suspicion. Then he went through a dateline of what has happened and what they've done all the way through confirming what I've been saying here today and confirming what everybody on the left that's informed knows and has been thinking. So we want to be careful. And that is a part, and we're a small part of the bigger picture, but that's why we do what we do here is to talk about what's going on from a biblical perspective and from a conservative perspective, and we do our research. I want to thank you for supporting us. 
Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. We'll, con- we'll continue this conversation tomorrow. We'll talk about this and whatever happens overnight. I'll see you then.